Welcome to The Great Reset, a podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at how we can build a cleaner, fairer, smarter world after COVID-19. This week, as many parts of the world are awash with economic support packages aimed at countering the shock of the pandemic, the Forum assembled leading voices from around the globe to discuss financing a sustainable recovery. The head of the International Monetary Fund urges governments and central banks to funnel their funding into generating jobs in the smarter and greener sectors of the economy. We put the floor under the world economy. Remarkable actions by uh, governments and central banks do not withdraw support prematurely. But this support has to be more differentiated in terms of what is the economy of the future. And the chief executive of Fidelity International says we are witnessing rapid change. This crisis has shown that there can be external shocks which put a whole industry business model into doubt. But the converse of that is that it's also shown us all that the radical can be much easier to achieve than we ever imagined it could be. Speakers at the Great Reset Dialogue discussed how the pandemic might be used as an opportunity to put the world on track to tackle the much bigger global crisis, climate change. Yes, we'll give you a bailout, but... Where's the plan for net zero by 2050? I'm Robin Pomeroy, digital editor at the World Economic Forum. Subscribe to The Great Reset on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please take a moment to rate us. There is good momentum built, but it is not everywhere. And it is not yet to a point of sustainability that can make us all feel like the Great Reset is happening. After the global crisis, a global opportunity. This is The Great Reset from the World Economic Forum. The coronavirus pandemic has stunned the global economy, prompting governments to step in. And they've spent more than $10 trillion so far on stimulus measures. And that's an amount that's likely to increase as a return to normality still seems a long way off. So what if that money can be used to fund sectors that will improve the way we work and consume? That was the topic of this week's Great Reset Dialogue. These are online conversations where the forum gathers a range of global experts every fortnight to discuss how we can turn the COVID crisis into an opportunity to make the world a fairer, smarter and greener place. Kristalina Georgieva, Managing Director of the International Monetary Fund, began by describing how the stimulus and rescue packages had, in her words, put a floor underneath the global economy. But she said that blanket approach now had to evolve into something more targeted. We put the floor under the world economy. Remarkable actions by uh, governments and central banks. And at that stage, uh, we really didn't have to be differentiating between potentially winners and losers. It is a floor for everyone. Now we are reaching a point when there has to be continuation of support. This is what we say at the IMF, do not withdraw support prematurely, but this support has to be more differentiated in terms of what is it that is the economy of the future demanding from actions today. Let's remember before this crisis, we did have a worry. The worry was growth was anemic, Productivity was low. Is it now possible to inject more a momentum through betting on accelerated digital transformation? And we see a lot of uh, countries and companies paying attention to that. 
to prevent the other big crisis that we are concerned about, the climate uh, crisis. And there, it varies. We have countries that, that lead and companies that lead, and we want to use our capacity to present uh, to the world where progress is made and where is not, and our capacity to influence financial institutions to accelerate uh, the uh, transition to a greener, greener future. So bottom line, there is good momentum built, but it is not everywhere and it is not yet to a point of sustainability that can make us all feel like the Great Reset is happening. We think of the big dilemma that is coming with uh, accelerated digital transformation and it is jobs. If you ask um, uh, public opinion today, unemployment is top of mind concern. So investing in job rich uh, is luckily also equal to investing in green. In terms of low carbon climate resilient development from uh, building insulation to improve energy efficiency to land degradation, dealing with deforestation, building the capacity of our marine environment to sustain us. All of these are activities that are good for green and their job reach. Georgieva expressed grave concern that the pandemic could worsen global inequalities as rich countries had the ability to rebuild while poorer ones did not. And she highlighted the need for rapid investment everywhere in digital technologies to enable all parts of the world to benefit from the job and economic opportunities that they will increasingly provide. Oh, and when she mentions her previous job working at a bank, she means the World Bank. We are telling uh, uh, emerging markets uh, that they cannot possibly afford to fall behind in terms of uh, digital transformation. In my old job at the, uh, at the bank, we calculated that Sub-Saharan Africa would need about $80 billion uh, to catch up with uh, the internet for everyone, every individual, every business, uh, every government institution. That was the IMF chief, Kristalina Georgieva. Now, if you're handling billions of dollars of other people's money, you need to know where the global economy is heading. Anne Richards is CEO of investment firm Fidelity International, and she said the pandemic was accelerating transformation in many sectors, with some rising and some falling much faster than had previously been expected. She urged companies to turn the crisis into an opportunity. What we have seen through this crisis is um, almost like a concertinaing effect. You've seen time compressed. Things which we thought could take a very long time have happened very, very quickly. And there's, there's sort of two things, I think, that have really focused minds. The first is that realisation that the survival of any business is not a given. I think there's always an implicit assumption that any business model can continue in, per, in perpetuity. And this crisis has shown that there can be external shocks which put a whole business model, indeed a whole industry business model, into into doubt and that's that's really shaken up a lot of thinking around about that but but the converse of that is that it's also shown us all i think that the radical can be much easier to achieve if you look at the history 
of companies, if you look at the history of the S&P 500 or the history of the S&P uh, of the FTSE 100, you can see actually that the companies that are the constituents of that have changed radically over time. So radical happens more often than we think. It's just we are conditioned not to think that we can do it. And I think the thing from this that business can do is grasp the opportunity of reinvention, tremendously rapid central bank support and tremendously rapid fiscal support uh, from IMF, from governments, from local governments, has meant that business has been given a great opportunity to do that reinvention. And what we have to be very careful about doing is that we do not use lose that opportunity, not just to rebuild the past. Rebuilding the past is not going to be an answer to this. This crisis that we're in, the virus that we are fighting, it's not going to be one and done. There's no magic bullet great if one turns up but that shouldn't be your central hypothesis so we're going to be in a world of waves we're going to be a world of going forward moving back a little bit we have to reinvent business models and we have to reinvent what the future of work looks like within that this appetite to build back better this appetite to reinvest in building a greener economy i think is definitely there you're listening to The Great Reset with me, Robin Pomeroy, with highlights from the latest World Economic Forum Great Reset Dialogue. If you're enjoying this podcast, please rate us and also check out our sister podcast, World vs. Virus, which returns soon after a summer break with an episode looking at whether the anti-vax movement poses a real problem for rolling out an effective vaccine program against COVID-19. I'll be speaking to Professor Heidi Larson, who heads the Vaccine Confidence Project, on how to persuade people to trust the science, a challenge even before the pandemic, as you can hear in this clip from her speaking at the World Economic Forum annual meeting in Davos in January. Vaccines work when enough people take them because they create this community immunity, sometimes called herd immunity. But it means a lot of people need to take them. It's not just about the individual, but it's about a social contract, an agreement. And in a way, it's the biggest test of social cooperation that we have in health. And we have to figure out a way to rebuild our social contract in a way that works with the kind of new publics we have because the world's changed. And in an upcoming episode of The Great Reset, we hear how the Muppets are helping children around the world survive the pandemic. When you see Elmo going to the doctor to get a shot, that helps a parent reassure a child why this is so important and why this is okay. Subscribe to World vs. Virus and The Great Reset wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to today's episode with highlights from the latest Great Reset Dialogue. Fidelity International CEO Anne Richards says companies have an opportunity to use the pandemic to reinvent themselves. And she tells us that many of them increasingly believe they will be rewarded financially if they become more environmentally friendly. We did a survey of our analysts of all of the material stocks that we cover around the world, and that's a lot of them. And there were only 7% of analysts thought that their companies weren't going to be rewarded from investment in greener technology to support a reinvention. There is some sense that actually this is an opportunity and that there can be a real economic and financial return from investing in a greener future. And I think that is a change to what we might have seen had we been going through this 10 years ago. Because of the shock that everyone has been through with the global pandemic, taking us into a completely different whole of world economic shock in a way that we've not really seen for a very, very long time. That has focused minds on how important it is to treat these big systemic threats like climate change as real 
And whereas before they were kind of a theoretical thing that might happen sometime in the future. From the business end, there is a sense of businesses coming to the investor base, coming to investors like us and saying, will you back us if we do? So I am optimistic that the conversations have moved far more in the last six months, as I said before, than they have in the last six years or more. Cameron Hepburn is Director and Professor of Environmental Economics at the Smith School of Enterprise and the Environment at the University of Oxford. He was asked how much of the vast quantities of cash pumped by governments into their economies when COVID struck was actually being directed at activities that would build back better. This is his response. Yeah, I mean, not much uh, in two words, because the, the early phases were about rescuing the economy. It was about sustaining businesses, solvency, livelihoods of people. And in a sense, it was colourless. This was not either a dirty brown support, nor was it green. It was just make sure that people's health and livelihoods is ongoing. The priorities for any government, really, are, are around jobs around investment to create the assets that you need for the future. You know, as Anne said, there's no point pumping money into old, insecure, outdated assets that you just have no place in the future economy. So build out the, the digital side of things, as Kristalina was referring to, your connectivity and your sustainable assets. So jobs, the right sort of assets. And of course, we can't have a sensible economic response without uh, thinking about the other crises coming down the line, as Anne notes, really, it's it, this has been a wake-up call to all of us that these kind of long-tail, uh, unlikely back black swan events, you know, they're not actually that unlikely. They are going to happen in a complex, dynamic uh, system. A and we're going to get these sorts of shocks on the climate side as well. There are an awful lot of people who, who simply don't have a job. And when you're in that world, there's kind of no better time to start to retrain, uh, to re-educate. Uh, and if you're educating somebody now, why skill them up in how to extract coal out of the ground when you could skill them up in how to plant trees or, or to manage solar installations? That doesn't mean that you don't look after some of your older industries. So for instance, you know, the aviation industry has had uh, a series of bailouts the study that we did across 231 finance ministry officials and central bankers saw that as the, the most stupid use uh, of public funds. Now, I, I'm not actually sure that's really correct because aviation does provide uh, a great service to the economy. But, but what is connect, correct is that you want the, the sort of support for that industry. And so yes, we'll give you a bailout, but where's the plan for net zero by 2050? Cameron Hepburn of the Smith School of Enterprise and the Environment at Oxford, putting the case for attaching strings to government support to help businesses through and beyond the pandemic. You can hear and indeed watch the complete Great Reset dialogue on financing a sustainable recovery on our website, weform.org, including this from Mohammed Al-Jadan, the Minister of Finance, Economy and Planning of Saudi Arabia, a country that currently chairs the G20. He said that members of that group had an obligation to help poorer countries. COVID-19, with its severity, spread and speed, shook the world. And it is possibly the worst that we have seen since the Great Depressions uh, in, in 1930s. I think we globally need to feel the pain of the less fortunate more. We need to do more and we need to try to come together as much as we can to support these countries and these communities. You can hear all of that and all of the other speakers on our website, weform.org, where you can find lots more material on The Great Reset. 
Please subscribe to The Great Reset to receive it regularly and check out our sister podcast, World vs. Virus. Take a moment, if you would, to rate them wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can follow all our content on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, and on Twitter using the handle at WEF. Thanks to Gareth Nolan for help producing this episode. But for now, from me, Robin Pomeroy, thanks for listening and goodbye.